0: Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services in Eastland, Texas. Tune in every week as we share important information to help you and your family live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, legacy and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning 101. This is another episode of uh, Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Uh, This is Matt Irvin with Kennedy Financial Services, and I have our uh, in-house CFA, Aaron Kennedy, on as well. Back on the topic of inflation. Is inflation transitory? And I know we've been talking about inflation. Angela spoke about it last week on, on Live Planning 101. We've been talking about it on Black and White Market Chatter. You know, Fed Pal, you know, who's uh, supposed to go to Jackson Hole in September. He's actually not going to be there in person. You know, n- time for another show on the details for that. That's but weird. uh Zoom. Zoom takes care of everything. Um, but he's expected to speak about inflation being transitory. And I know... We've been a little argumentative of that point. Uh, today, it's a little bit different than that. You know, we're maybe in agreeance, but not for the right reason. So, and I want to dive into that. So, tell me, do you think inflation is transitory?
1: For the longest time, I was like, these guys are crazy. You know, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. But I started to not agree with them, but I started trying to think about how could they be right? And it, it's not... We're not changing economics or anything. I'm just changing going to change the meaning of what they're saying. So, you know, inflation is it transitory? Yes, but it, it's not good. You know, I don't I don't think inflation goes back to where it was. But the thing is, inflation is not going to accelerate the way it has been. And I think that is really what they're saying as being transitory. Prices are not going to stay at the very, very peak of where they were, but they're sure not going to go back down to the place that they were in 2020, same place that they were last year.
0: Let's talk about that just a second. So to put that in an illustration, right? I I like pictures. I like reading those books with my kids that have the pictures. That's great. It's fun. So let's paint that picture. Car sales for four months ago have been going up 10% a month. Yes. As far as inflation, excuse me, inflationary pressures, right? That's this exactly. last this last month, they said car sale prices have backed off. They've only inflated at oh, it was less than 1%. So did they back off, Aaron? Or did yes. the growth and the velocity of that inflation back off?
1: That's it. Okay. And that's what we're talking about as inflation is transitory. Does the pain go away? No. Price is the same. Yeah. The pain is still there. We're just not accelerating. And we've talked about this uh, on these these podcasts before where it's just going to be a new normal. We're going to set a price at a higher point and then just move forward. I believe that is what the Fed is talking about as being transitory. And I think it's all to plan as well. I, I think that is exactly what they're attempting to do. We're going to get this new new spike in inflation, and then we're going to we're going to chill out in that area for a little while, until it becomes the new normal, and then we're going to do it again, because we live in a deflationary world. Think about this: we have so many factors that are pushing prices down, okay? right. but the Fed or government needs prices to go up, and which long term factor is going to win out well the, the i mean technology is going to win
0: right technology win? is going to win we're not supposed to fight the fed but but if technology is continually so go back think about technology today okay i just want to back up just one step to put this in some perspective when we think about technology you think about your iphone your iWatch, your android this your laptop that but pause there because technology was once the invention of the wheel. Yes. Or the wedge, right? There's those very basic pieces of technology yes. that uh, maximize efficiency, right? So now I can get my stuff done in half the time.
1: Well, that's deflating. Yes. Okay? Yeah. Think of what technology does it makes our life better, makes our life easier, and it makes our life better cheaper and how much technology are we using today versus 15 years ago
0: oh wow and or 20
1: years ago. 20 years ago our phone was still connected to the wall and we had that little curly cue that only allowed you to walk you know 15 foot from the phone That's
0: right to get it was it to get a private conversation you need the 20 foot cord in the closet and a step yeah. in the room closet of the pantry right yes
1: life is changing so fast through technology better easier cheaper and that's where we're headed and it's not going to slow down. But the Fed can't do that. The Fed is in trouble if that happens. We got what 30 trillion dollars in debt right now. We can't pay that back. No, no. We can't even pay interest on it.
0: Right. So and, and and I'm glad you brought that up because I really, you know, we were talking the other day about about interest and and why you know, I, we got we're going to have to jump back here, but I want to dive into this to kind of give some context. So why is the Fed so worried about the interest rate? Okay. You think about um and you said it, you said it, Aaron. What would your Ford pickup cost if you were restricted to a three to four year auto loan and interest rates were five to six percent? It'd be about
1: half of what it is today.
0: So your your eighty thousand dollar pickup would be thirty five to forty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah.
1: Matt, you talk about this all the time. We live in a world that we're financing a payment, not a purchase or not a future sale. You know, right now we can, we're can we buying at zero for a seven to nine year loan just to get that payment down to $800, $900. Right. Because what if we'd cut that in half? Nobody could afford a truck.
0: Right. I, I like it better. You know, we're going to have to break here in a second, but let's keep this thought of financing a payment. You know, it's easy to say I'm 65 years old. I take out a 30-year mortgage, right? Do I ever intend to pay that back? And that's going to set us up to talk about the Fed here a little bit. Do they ever really intend to pay off our deficit? Ah, It's to be determined. But paint that picture of we're financing a payment with the intent of making our payment, clipping our coupon, but never really intend to pay off. So let's take a quick break here on uh, Black and White Market Chatter, right on Life Planning 101. We'll be right back with you. And we're back here with Black and White Market Chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Uh, We were discussing financing a payment and how the Fed was working. Aaron, dive in and kick us back off on that topic.
1: Our debt is so out of control right now. There's not a lot of ways to get out of it. Don't think we're going to be able to just pay this thing off. The responsibility isn't there to have a balanced budget or even be running a surplus to start paying it off it's always go 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 go. And this is direct conflict with the rest of the world. The rest of the world wants us to be responsible. They want us to take care of their investment. Okay? And and think about this. There's more US debt in the world than any other any other currency.
0: What were you saying I me mean, the 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 world holds 40% of US debt is of that
1: all the debt the All the, okay. the U.S. is about 40% of it. Massive amount. So when you're talking about how much uh, dollars China owns or, or the European Union or any of these other countries, that's what we're talking about. And it's not that they have bank vaults of cash, you know, but they own our treasuries, you know, that they own the government debt and they do not want that inflated away. They want it to be a good investment. And if we're sitting here printing like crazy, that investment is going down in value. So we we have the globe saying, do what's right. Quit being irresponsible. Pay off your debt. You know, but you come come into our borders and you turn on the TV. And what do you hear? Free money for everybody. I'll pay off your debt. You get a dollar. You get a dollar. You get a dollar. (laughs) You're
0: saying the other day. $2,000 Two thousand dollars a month.
1: Yeah, just I just read that the other day uh, through this this horrible uh, COVID thing. We need to be paying people two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, take care of them. This is ridiculous. We're we're, we're about to pass another three and a half trillion dollars of infrastructure. Uh, we just passed a, an infrastructure bill. We're printing like crazy, and it's in direct conflict with the people that own our debt around the world. Right.
0: Well, and we're one of the biggest purchasers of that. Is that is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah. The Fed turns around, prints it like crazy, and then turns around and buys itself. I wish I could do that. Oh, it'd be nice. I'd, I'd be. Golly, could you imagine how wealthy I was? How, I could be. If I could just print my own dollars and then buy it back. And-
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it just doesn't work that way. So you know, the other day, um, I just did the. The current administration is asking for certain states to extend that enhanced unemployment benefit. Um, there was an article out about student loans for permanently disabled folks uh, that all their that 100% of their student loan debt would be eliminated, right? So it's not just that that check hitting the bank account. It's that negative on your balance sheet just instead of being red now it's zero it's yeah. black, again, it's you black know? again so all of it the moratorium on rent you know it's it's helping out folks that can't afford their rent payment but it's crushing the landlords that are floating that yes. so um, there's been several lawsuits on that and so and
1: talking about that uh, liabilities to asset thing why inflationary pressure is kind of slowing down look at the big picture look at banks banks have more deposits on their balance sheet than loans and banks are kind of difficult to think about because it's exactly opposite of the consumer. You know, so a deposit if you go put money in a savings account at a bank, that is the bank's liabilities. The okay. loans that they make are the assets. The deposits are greater than the loans. The liabilities are greater than the assets. Where does that put the bank? In debt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, debt. In
0: liability debt, right? They're not yeah. necessarily in debt; they have cash. But and and there was several of the big banks basically saying, "I don't want deposits," right? Yeah,
1: that's coming out now. No more deposits.
0: So if if banks, so let's let's just put this in context. If banks wanted deposits, and could make loans, they'd offer you some high yield savings very few are offering those high yield savings because yeah. they don't want the cash because they can't loan it out. What were you saying about the velocity of money, right? That's that's all that cash, how that cash gets spent yeah. and respent
1: and spent again. That's right. The the velocity of our our money supply has been dropping since the 90s. And here recently it just fell off the cliff. So with all this money that's being printed, you know, we're not really using it. We're just sticking it in the bank and saving it. Stagnant yeah, well, what, what's the other country that does that? Or that's been doing it since the 80s? Well, so, Japan, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what <laughs> kind of world have they been living in? Deflationary. The yen's gone to pot. You know, but this is where we're at today. So why isn't inflation accelerating, you know, during this crazy time of the, the printer going, you know, there's lots of moving pieces.
0: Right. So there was, there's two pieces to that right part of that is you know some of this is being you know perhaps orchestrated and we'll dive into that in a second but but some of it is okay so i have all the savings they were doing, you know, home improvement projects. We were doing some traveling while well, some of that stopped, you know, Delta variant. You can't go out. You know, some people are, uh, you know, there's a lot of fear being driven to the media. That's been the same way since I think the media was created. Okay. Used to be at the newspaper. Now it travels like wildfire through this thing. We've been talking about technology, but nonetheless, fear on the streets. Okay. So that's one thing that's caused the savings, but two, tell me a little bit about the orchestration of... Why the Fed, right? If they can inflate away, what's going to happen to our overall debt, right? We talked about it where U.S. has 40% of the global debt. What do we stand to win if we can inflate that out?
1: It goes away. Our future dollar can buy this cheaper old debt because the value, the value of a dollar goes down. With inflation, so the value of our debt goes down with inflation, and that's the end game. There's only a couple ways to get rid of it at this point, and it's been this way for every civilization in history: you inflate it away, or you go poof, you right? Go poof. Yeah. So,
0: so we had we had the petrodollar, and we've had it for uh, since the beginning of time. I mean, it's right buying oil. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're talking about that and uh, talk quickly. We got to we got to get through this because there's so much exciting things to talk about. So we got to get through. But talk to me about the petrodollar and kind of its
1: demise, if you will. Yeah, I think we'll dig into this in a second. But the ultimate judge on everything that we're going to be doing is the global bond market. Okay. And this is all ties together, inflation, currencies, inflation rate, all of it and you know 40% of the world's debt is US dollar and we can continue doing what we're doing for years or decades but we can keep doing it until the global bond market says no more so the strength of our dollar is what the most important thing out there and you know since the 70s we we've, we've had this petrodollar system where we went to another country and said hey guess what i will trade you all of our military technology Weapons, missiles, all this. And in return, all you got to do is sell your oil in dollar bills. Petrodollar. Petrodollar system. Why is this important? You know, if you're in Germany and needed to buy oil, oil is not priced in euros. They're priced in dollar bills. So Germany would have to go buy. This is the difficult part to wrap your head around. You got to buy dollars to turn around and buy the oil. So you have a constant demand for the dollar. Constant demand for the dollar around the world. Global currencies, the U.S. dollar. The most venomous industry in our country right now is what? Oil and gas industry. We are attacking them left and right. And is that good for us? Maybe no, good for our, no, but we, for our country. No, not at all. Well,
0: we're we're shifting that over. We're shifting it. We've shut down so much domestic. And I hate, I've got to I've got to take another quick break here and let's dive back. We're gonna talk about the the Fed in just a second, of how we're we're trying to control that value of the dollar, the strength of the dollar. We'll dive right back into that here in just a moment. Um, right back on black and white market chatter right here on life planning one oh one. And we're back right here on uh, Black and White Market Chatter, Life Planning 101, talking about the petrodollar and and really, truly the the, the demand, the setup demand for that and how that petrodollar, really the demand for that dollar is diminishing and that's being forced by the Fed, uh, going green, demand for oil, lots of control. And really, when you think about it, the Fed is actively trying to control the value of the american dollar as well you know we're we're printing money like crazy right we saw it we've been talking about it we're buying all that back we're we're doing that monetary easing buying all the uh the bonds back even buying down to the etf level which is unheard of right and then we're using off balance sheet activity to make it all work
1: yeah uh, reverse repos all of it they're they're doing things that it's very difficult to track,
0: right? But they have to keep the momentum. And, and so it's almost like it's almost like when you're going down down a lake, you're in a boat. You, you just gassed it. You just gunned it. You have that forward momentum. And it's like, ooh, we're getting a little too fast. Ooh, got to stop. So I throttle down. My momentum's forward. And when I need just a little bit more throttle, I might feather that throttle. So the Fed is feathering the monetary policy to get as much inflation as it can without Spooking the American people and I love that international buyers.
1: That that is perfect way to think about it. We're going to push, push as hard as we can until somebody balks, and then we're going to back off. And it's going to look like we have a reason. COVID, we got to print. Can't blame us. And then back off, let it come, and then think we're going to be seeing these cycles. We're going to be feathering for as long as possible. With the intention of
0: inflating 11. away, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so that, that's the why. So let's think about what we're doing. Um, when you think about inflation, especially when the Fed's trying to force it, right? Money in the ground, we talk about this all the time. What did you say earlier? Go ahead and tell me again. What was it? put putting the dollars in your backyard?
1: Yeah. If you said, I'm scared, I'm giving up. I'm burying my dollars in the backyard. If you did that this time last year, you're only buying, you know, 88, 88 dollars. It's right. the, it inflated away. And if uh, you leave it there for five years, what are you going to be able to buy? $50 worth of goods? $30 worth of goods?
0: From your original 100 Okay. Yeah. So.
1: It's so, not the best place to be.
0: So go back to the old school playbook. To beat inflation, we need to be in equities.
1: Equities. Commodities. And it's not something, I don't think you build your whole portfolio around it. You need to keep it in mind. But if this is transitory and we have spikes, you know, we have this spike in 2020-21, then we have another spike in 25-26, you know, we we don't know the timing. So you can't do everything. But why not just have a piece, say, this is my inflationary bucket. So when it does happen, I'm ready. And that's the most important thing right now, getting ready.
0: Right. Don't Don't give
1: up. Just be ready.
0: Well, what so if we watch the, the value of the dollar, right? So so you're the news number is
1: one th- most important thing right there is the
0: value of the dollar. Okay. The news is distracting. It's trying to keep you off of this feathering approach from the Fed. But if we're honed in on that and aware of it, right, you can't you cannot focus on one thing. Inflation is so important and crucial, but we can't get away from the basics. The basics are invest per your risk, get your get your buckets right, have your cash needs in hand. So none of that goes away. You got to remember that. We adapt. right?
1: We adapt. This is
0: different. This is different timing. Um, the strategy is different. But
1: why is it different? The speed, right? The speed. The speed, the speed in which the Fed act. They did something unprecedented during, during COVID. You know, they got so much money out. Like you said earlier, they were actually buying corporate bonds. The game has changed. The rules of the game have changed. And... We've got to change along with it. And we can. Top of mind, risk, getting it right. You know, don't take excessive risks. That's gonna hurt you over time. Let's get number one things, risk adjusted returns, you know, blah, blah, blah. That, that has not changed. Well, but since the rules have, we have to adapt to it.
0: And our current clients know that. We talk yeah. about risk all the time. We take the risk that level that you're comfortable sleeping at night. That is the baseline. That does not change. But the way we're trying to get the equity exposure, the amount of dry powder that we have, right? we know there's going to be blips in the market. Don't know when, but it is important to be ready, especially considering how quick that one is in 2020.
1: Yes, it's, it's absolutely. We spend all of our time pretty much thinking about this and how to get it done. You know, and, and the most important thing is is keeping keeping your risk right. So the amount of money that's supposed to be in the market, that still needs to be in the market. You know, but the rest, let's get some dry powder. And, w- and what if I told you that we can Hi. get all the, the majority of the risk of the market and the return of the market by lower your overall exposure. You know, so we can get that dry powder.
0: Okay, okay, okay. let me, let me let me let me recap here. You're saying way more dry powder, similar equity exposure, so I don't get inflated away. And I still have my income, my cash needs. So I'm basically prepping for a, yeah. a, a blip in the
1: market, but nothing necessarily changes. Am I, yeah. am I getting this yeah. right? Well, I want to be excited. This is gonna sound strange. I want to be excited about when the market drops, because it will. The Fed is gonna make a misstep. They're gonna turn off their bond buying too fast. The uh, currency market's going to balk something, and it, it, it will happen. And I want to be able to take advantage of that. And if you're 100% invested, you know you can't do it. What you did can't.
0: you say? Apple for Google.
1: Yeah. What 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 value does it
0: add? But hey, no. what what is uh what, when Apple's dropped in half, what does cash for Apple equate to? A lot potential profits. Yes. Right? So yes.
1: so how do we do it? And we can we can put stuff on the sidelines. And keep your equity exposure the same and just get ready for it. It should lower the overall volatility of the market. You know, but we're trying to be opportunistic about a downturn. And I'm not saying a three-year 90% down, but you know what? Even 15. What about 10%? I'll buy something 10%. Heck, look at all the moms that run out in school shop. Because of tax-free weekends. So Mom's, dad's, every, everybody. Sorry, that came out wrong. But. Eight and a quarter percent off. We're buying yeah. it. So, you know, what is 10? What is 15? What right. is 25%? That's a heck of a deal. And I want to be able to take advantage of it when it happens.
0: Well, let's let's do that. So for our current clients, we're going to be visiting with you about this, you know, coming up. Right? It's yeah. going to happen. For folks that aren't with us, love to visit with you about it if you have questions about it. And we've got to get wrapped up. Do you have any last-minute thoughts before we close here?
1: Everybody, just stay confident. And I know we live in a in a world that is changing very drastically. And we see a lot of people getting uh, aggravated or upset. But we're all humans at core, and we want what's best for tomorrow, uh, regardless of what you're hearing. And we're here for you. And we're going to take care of you. That's right.
0: Our family to yours. We're we're all family. We're one big family here. And so you guys have a a wonderful rest of the day. We'll talk to you soon. Wrapping up here, uh, Aaron Kennedy, CFA in-house, Matt Irvin, black and white market chatter right here on Life Planning 101. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services. If you have questions, you can email them to lifeplanning at kennedy-financial.com. Be sure to tune in next week for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group LLC are registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton and Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC, Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated, Calton and
1: Associates Incorporated, and Smart Money Group LLC are separate entities.